And welcome to Epic Loot Radio. Brian and Kirk here with a special guest today, J-Dub. I don't know uh, if you've got any other content than Twitter, but I have been following you and you have been a consummate source of entertainment on Twitter. And we've had a lot of really good discussions and I'm really glad that you're able to join us today because we're going to be talking about PAL World, Prince of Persia, the state of Xbox, the state of PlayStation, what your outlook is here for 2024. So I'm going to give you the, the show floor right out the gate, Jay. Like, what are you playing and what are, what should people know about you and where can they find you? And then we'll just get into the full podcast. Thanks. 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 Thanks for the invite. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man, it's, it's just being on Twitter and being on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. I hadn't made okay. content for it for a couple of months, but um, you know, every now and then I get into a, a little mode where I actually want to do some content and I'll jump in there and, and, and do some stuff, you know, some, some comedy and, and upload some stuff and ruffle some feathers um you know my character <laughs> on on twitter you know <laughs> so it's you know so some of you guys and and, and i'll do this I'll, I'll show you my logo so if you've ever seen my logo on twitter you know i'm the bane of a lot of people's uh misery for whatever reason the great console war um again thanks for the invite uh welcome everybody in the chat i um I tried out um, Power Worlds okay. uh, this past weekend. I just beat a game um, I, I played. Um, it's called um, To the. I, I beat the first one. It was called Into the Moon, and then the second one was Into Into the Mar, Into Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good game. Uh, of course, I beat Final Fantasy 16. That yes. that was my goatee for last year. That was my goatee. I know you're still playing it. No, um, I just finished it. I haven't done the DLC oh, yet. Okay. okay. They have another DLC that's yeah. scheduled to come later, and I was like, I might just... There's two DLCs. There's right. one that's out now, and then another one that's coming out in March. Sometime. Exactly. So um, I, I don't... I'm, I'm writing kind of an updated review about my thoughts on 16, because like we talked about it when I was live, and thanks for hanging out with me on that. But uh, it was like, yeah, like where where i started the year with final fantasy 16 and then where i ended the year just how my perceptions of that game have changed and i want to and and this is like okay i know they have a dlc out but i'm going to treat the story like there isn't any dlc and then i'm going to step into that and be either shocked or surprised or you know uh, that's what i'm looking forward to but yeah 16 dude was yeah was good was really good that's uh that was my goatee for last year and and, you know it was I didn't have any qualms with any of those games. I beat Alan Wake 2. I mean, pretty much all the goaties or all the uh, goatee contenders I've played and I've beat. So uh, I had no qualms with Final Fantasy 16. It was just a great year last year Ooh, for yeah. gaming. I mean, you can't go wrong no matter, you know, what was there. Um, uh, you know, Spider-Man 2, great game. Um, great game. Um, I, I can see why some of the, the newer games, 
kind of overlapped it because everyone thinks, oh, it's Spider-Man. Of course it's great. Of course it's, but it's the same. And so now we yeah. have newer games that come out. Alan Wake was, Alan Wake 2 was a surprise. Um, it kind of surprised me. It, it really surprised me. I enjoyed the story. Great. Um, what else have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of, a lot of VR. Um, especially, oh, really? Yeah. I'm a, uh, a big uh, GT7 uh, racer, esports racer. I also um, been doing Flight Simulator, mm -hmm. um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Can't wait for 2024 version. And uh, last but not least, I'm into DCS World, which is a flight combat flight simulator. Um, so a lot of times you guys see me posting things like my racing simulators, my flight simulators and stuff like that on Twitter. Nah, well, that's I only, I only I see you posting one thing. Oh yeah, love for Xbox, right? The love yes. for Xbox. <laughs> yes, oh, so man. much love well, for Xbox. In, in between tweets, every now and then, I'll I'll, I'll post some, some a little bit, I'll, you know, a little bit stuff about me, and, and not just to, to you know being an antagonizer. Have you have you tried uh, the Crew Motorfest, or do you really only yes. go into like the, the yep. racing sims? I bought it on Xbox. Um, um, now here's the thing. I'm a huge simulation fan. I'm a huge simulation fan, but I dabble yeah. into the arcade stuff, but a lot less than yeah. the simulation. Um, and for those of you know, I've owned every single Forza Motorsports known to man, uh, every single GT known. And I try to explain and educate people the difference between the two, the difference between a simulation and a simcade in a arcade game. There is the middle, which is the simcade. That's where Forza Motorsports sit. And um, I was hoping, because um, I, I have a racing simulator, a Forza racing simulator, I was hoping that they would take more of the simulation approach. But mm -hmm. There is just no room for the in-between. You have to be diehard arcade. That's where the Forza Horizon dominates. That's what it's for. That's mm -hmm. what yeah. speed is for. Then you have the GT Sports, I mean, the GT7, GT Sports, the Assetto Corsa Competition and, 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 and iRacing. Those are full-on simulations. But then in the middle, you have Forza Motorsport that try to cater to both crowds. And guess what? When you cater to both crowds, neither crowd want you. Yeah, It's too hardcore for the arc, for a person to pick up a controller and just race because you have to learn learn the apex. You have to learn, the, you know, your breaking mm -hmm. points and things like that. That's well, too Gran complex. Turismo is the same thing. Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. Not. So, and and and, and I don't want to go on a rant. <laughs> the love that, for Xbox starts already. <laughs> well, no, it's, I'm, and I'm just being being honest as a sim racer, um, yeah. as a i racing guy, as a set of course of competition. Okay, uh, the guy. It's hard for me to get my friends into uh, Forza Motorsport because they don't like Forza Horizon. You get a controller and you just hit the right trigger. Yeah. Just to hit gas, you don't have you to hit go. brakes at all. You can have fun, jump hills, jump mountains, do whatever you want to just have fun. It takes no skill. Well, if you try that same thing in Forza Motorsport, you know where you're going to end up? Last place. You're not yeah. going to have any enjoyment at all. But what I'm asking is, what is that I would describe Gran Turismo the same way? What What do you see as the difference between those two two franchises? Um. Well, GT caters towards the i mean think about it. it it has to cater towards the simulation side because it's a it's right. a it's a esport game it's a it's an olympic sport right it's not, nobody you know most people who have gt sport they have a racing wheel um not saying you can't be competitive with a controller but yeah. it's designed for a wheel and if you ever tried it in vr i mean it'll bring you to tears how realistic it is 
um, not only because of car setups, not only because the tracks, um, not only because the the internal focus. They created this game with a specific focus on mind, and that's being a simulator. Um, and uh, in order for you to be successful, you have to learn those apexes. You have to learn those corners. If not, you're going to end up in last place. Um, and, and to add to that, the fact that they brought Sophie, uh, you you know, the a the advanced AI that you're racing against that actually beat some of the fastest esports racers in the world. Um, the fact that they brought that to the game uh, makes it where you it's you know, even when you play um, the AI, it's like you're playing a real real um uh, competitor and, and that just opens up um the enjoyment for more, most people who are who are kind of tired of taking it online because they either get beat or they're too advanced they're they're, they're not advanced enough but mm -hmm. they still yeah. want to be competitive with the computer so yeah so there, you, there is some differences there what what is you, ai you not feel, coming for now oh yeah <laughs> hey I, I don't know what the pushback is about ai for some reason people cry when you bring up ai oh my gosh dude, it's yeah. like Dude, if you're going to have artificial intelligence, why not use it for gaming what it's intended for? Why not cut your development time down? Do you really right. need to duplicate all these assets by hand or can you use AI to replicate? As a gamer. I'm so glad you say that because like as a developer, like I'm like yeah. looking at it going, I think people are doom and glooming it like because and, and it's a human reaction. So yeah. like yeah. because there are going to be jobs that are no longer needed, yeah. but new jobs will come up in its be place. created. Well, and especially like when we talk about the state of gaming, like it's that when you look at, when I look at what's, you know, the leaks for Sony, like 380 yeah. million budget yeah. for Spider-Man 3. For a single player game, for a single player game. I, I have a, an immense amount of respect for PlayStation. I feel like they've earned their quality label because yeah. they have been, they and they allow games the time so that they can deliver that. And I, I do think it's a double-edged sword because if they ever let that slip, all of a sudden this reputation they've built is like wait a minute like i i i expect a playstation game to you know to do x y and z but 380 million yeah you're like that's a lot of sell through yeah. that i'm just like we just that oh man like I, it they, gives me heartburn and stress yeah. and i'm not even and it's not even my money that they're, they, that they, they're putting out on the, on the table they are one of the only studios out there next to um take two of course you know of course rockstar with, with you know but they're one of the only ones who, who are willing to invest yeah. that amount of money that's not in a games as a service game that right. you have to keep bringing the revenue back. They're saying, listen, we're spending, you know, a huge amount of our investment on a single player game. We're hoping that you go out and buy it so we can recoup the money, make a little bit of profit. But we kind of have to do it because we're known for the big blockbuster transformer michael bay uh splash when it comes right. to game if nobody else is out there doing it who else is going to do it and if sony stopped doing it, like you said they lose their identity and then where are they going to be without that identity yeah. once they once they go you know once they stop with the single player triple a games i honestly think that'll be it for them that's that they, they they lose that's that's it because I, I see. I, I do think AI will end up helping out a lot. And just to bring up light, no fire, because I can't stop yeah. talking and being excited about that game. Well, yeah. it's probably not all generative AI, but procedurally generated worlds and things like that really help reduce dev time. And what you see is that they announced their light, no fire team is 12 people. 
what we've lost over the course of AAA games. Like when we look at the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s, and then now we're in the 2020s, the scale of the teams has gotten bigger and bigger. So the risk has gotten bigger and bigger. And as much as we wish companies were human beings and had the same carriers, the things that we cared about, they, they don't. And so they had to, how do we mitigate this risk? And so the complaint tends to be, especially outside of like Sony first party, is that these big games, they're just not doing anything special. They're not, they're not pushing the limits. And it's like, they have to pull that back because we, we've seen time and time again, pushing that limit, taking that risk could mean no sales. And so where Absolutely. we've seen innovation come in the industry and games is usually from the quote unquote indie. And I know we've been debating yeah. a couple of podcasts, like is Boulder's Gate 3 an indie development team? Like they're yeah. really big, but at yeah. the same time, independent from you know any big publisher. So they have a lot more freedom and control of their destiny. So that's where it's like, I look at AI being yeah. something that could be more additive in yeah. terms of, especially in testing, right? Like yeah. when I write code, I'll never find it. Like I'll, I'll oh, everything works. Every every yeah. test I could think of works. Yeah. But the AI doing that, you know, QA on it could be like, oh, I you didn't try this, and here's the thousand things that I thought to do that you yeah. didn't think to do, and here's how I broke your game. It's a it's overreaction by gamers. Uh, not only about the AI, but you know the whole stigma about crunch. For some yeah. reason, gamers have it in their head. Oh, crunch is bad. Some of the best games we've ever gotten came because of crunch. And here's the that thing doesn't about mean it. that it's warranted, though. No, 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 no. Listen, and, and listen, I have a job. You have a job. You have a job. Mm -hmm. We crunch all the time. And guess what? No one weeps for us. This is. Yeah, but when we talk, when we talk about crunch in the gaming industry, we're talking about people pulling like 120 hour weeks. If, I mean, it's very compensated, though. If they're but, yeah, if, if you're yeah, but it's but it's obligatory. I don't think we want to get into a crunch debate on this show because no, no, there's listen, a lot I'm of not... people and a lot of families that are very adversely affected Ginger, by listen, it. It's, I... it's roundly understood to yeah. be a very bad industry practice, and that's why the yeah. vast majority of the industry and the games media coverage industry is against it. Only when the game encourage... isn't good. When the game is good. No, when the, the game is good, no, people literally still is... don't like that no, there's No, they a crunch. don't. They don't complain at all. They say, thank all you so winners, much for All Goaty winners had crunch. I mean, every think about it. You start a project, right? Knowing, again, this game is in development for three years, two years, four years, whatever. You know, for that length of time, you're going to be dedicated on this particular project. You know, some days in the beginning, it's going to be slow because you're wrapping up with development, uh, uh, motion capturing. You, you're starting it up with, you know, layouts of the, the you know, the artwork um, from 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 concept all the way to the end. Most people, majority of that crunch time is generally at the end when you're trying to hear up and hit that date. And that date generally comes from the marketing department. They've spent those big bucks on marketing this game now. You have to hurry up and try to finish this game so it can hit that date. Right. So don't do that. So like that's you, the solution. I mean, that's the don't e do that. That's the easiest it's, thing it's to easy, say. It's easy to say when think about it. As a developer, like this yeah, game, great. That we, yeah. we all want to get there, but yeah. like the reality is, like it doesn't matter who you are. The yeah. biggest studios with all the data and knowledge still miss their estimates by four X. Yeah. Like that's that's actually like the like when you actually study. Yeah. You know, like what people project and and what actually happens, it's it always is more than you can anticipate, and that's just the nature of it. But there's a project management piece to it. Like yes. I would divide the concept of unnecessary crunch versus crunch, or yes. in the same kind of vein, like 
are you getting compensated? Are you also now getting time off? Because I've worked in, in crunch environments where we had to crunch for four weeks yep. and then we all got a, a week off that was just yep. paid. And we're just like, all right, well, we don't show think up about it, it's, 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 If you think about it, it's overtime. I mean, the, the average person out there has a regular job crunches all the time they they work overtime they're compensated for it nobody cries for them this is the video game industry where people are paid a lot more than the average joe blow uh, who's working overtime in, in, his job. in dev and nobody's they, crying for them in dev though that like game game devs do get paid like dramatically less maybe by 20 to 30k well, a year yeah. and the only thing i push back on that is like where i do side with kirk is that one of the key pillars of being a game dev versus an application dev, it has to be passion. And we've seen companies like EA yeah. and all these abuse the passion of their developers, yeah. paying them less, making them work crazy hours, and ultimately ends oh, up being yeah. like if y'all ever if you ever heard the concept of a cut class where you have like a class in college that is designed to get you to get as many people out. Like it's yeah. like the next class after this is much easier. This is gonna be so intense. Yeah. That if you don't if you don't make it, then there we don't want you you know as a part of this uh, this school or something like that. But absolutely, and and yeah. I, listen again, I am not advocating at all for any corporation to abuse their employees, Agreed. to overwork them. No one is doing that, and I and I don't want to put that out there. But what I say, what I will say is, when you're in a multi multi billion dollar industry where the pay for a lot of developers and a lot of those people are higher than the average Joe Blow. Um, a lot of people are compensated well. A lot of people go into a project knowing that, hey, this project is going to take three or four years of my life towards the end, sometime when we're missing deadlines, sometime when we have E3 um, or some kind of event coming along. We need to crunch and get this sizzle reel out. We need to, you know, there's deadlines. Yeah. Every company has a deadline that they have to meet. And if that means you have to work some, yeah, but if, if your deadline means that your personnel are having to work 120 hours a week, you set a bad deadline. Like yeah. that's called bad management. Well, that, that's, bad that, management that, is what we've seen that, so much over the last year with so many people problem. getting laid off. And then people are saying they're recording record profits. Bungie just hired more people. I think I, I, I saw mm -hmm. in a report. I don't know if that's accurate. It may not be. Well, they, but like the companies it, will hire and fire like, and that's all the, the thing, time. Like, yeah. There's contract. Yeah, so what I'm advocating for is, is is labor practices on the part of these big companies that are pro labor and so when you're talking about oh crunch is just a part of the business practice no it's not cyberpunk didn't have to come out when it did like like they people crunched for that game because yeah. they tried to put that game out in a and year before they it was ready crunch for cyber yeah and then they, they did out, yeah so oh, like right. we should hold companies like that accountable and the way to do that is to say crunch is not mandatory it's not compulsory you can do your business model and set up your marketing and deadlines so that you don't have to do this to your workers to say, oh, I'm in favor of businesses not abusing their workers, but also sometimes they're going to have to crunch that that's not accurate. Like you well, should be it's, it's, against any type yeah. of overuse, overworking of the labor force, or you're just not like if you want to say it, both, you're just talking out of two sides of your mouth. At that well, point. It's, it's disingenuous. It's really disingenuous to say we have to hold them accountable. Uh, the only way you can hold a corporation accountable is with your wallet. So if you go out there and buy that cyberpunk, I ain't game, go out and buy cyberpunk. No, no, I, I didn't say you. I'm not talking to you per se. We're, we're just having this discussion, just generically. Consumers speak with their wallets. I'm a firm believer in that. If I don't like something that someone is doing, if I don't like AI being put in their their, their game, um, uh, AI art, if I don't like certain music, um, 
lot of people didn't like uh, Hogwarts Legacy because of its st issues that they had going on with um, with uh, the lady or whatever. And to say that I like it, I like I that way of describing it. I don't, I don't, I know, I don't want to. I don't even. Yeah, you're that. good. You know what I, you know what I mean. Um, to say it with our mouths that, and then you know there was this big rah rah about the game, and it ended up being the most profitable mm -hmm. game, the most sell sold game of 2023. That says there's a lot of frauds out here who speak with their mouth publicly, but behind the scene, they're playing the same oh, yeah. game that had crunch, that had all the stuff that they complained about. So the only way I can be effective with these corporations and let my feelings known is by not buying and supporting their game. And that's yes. unfortunate because you're still, you're still impacting those developers, right? Those developers need a paycheck. Mm -hmm. uh, your dollars pay their salary. So it's, what what are you gonna do? I mean, at, at this, point, I'm I'm looking for a solid solution outside of just you telling me in general. I, hey, I honestly, I like they they, they I can unionize, you know, like I guess, unionize, but that's yeah. gonna have to be on them. Like, there's you yeah, know, that's, that, that has and, there, and there's else. pros that's and cons to unions. So, like, it's absolutely it it it's not enough to say like you have to be on one side or the other. It's like these there are shades of gray in yeah. all of these things, and so it's like my thing is that as I always advocate and I tell people, especially in the industry, is like get yourself into a position of leverage and then you can't be abused. One of the biggest yeah. abuses that happen to everyday employees is they live in this world of debt and then they have to go to work they and they're just to. like, and they have to go to work and then they're going to take whatever their boss gives them. I had a friend who was like, I just got a thousand dollar a year raise after bringing in $600,000 for the company. It's like, that's, that's an insult. You you're yeah. the top earning guy and they only, they're only going to give you that much more like, no, 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 no. And the only way you could push back. So leverage is, the most like individually responsible thing that a any employee can do otherwise you got to do collective bargaining and i, I you know like what do I, like i'm not gonna sit and wait on my hands until you know they decide what they want you know in this regards I, i'm gonna I, it's just gonna be you don't have to when you have ai yeah it completely yeah. takes any leverage that the labor force has so that's why it's dangerous because basically you have two alternatives both are pro corporation one is we hire you and overwork you to get our game out when we want to and the second is we just don't have to hire you at all because we have a computer to make it for us yeah and if that's you don't why people are into the system then you just don't buy yeah. the games like if yeah, they don't that, sell games then sure not and, and we'll see if the problem exacerbates and get worse if if j-dub has a point will people get behind the overworked devs or will they just be like oh i want my red dead redemption 2 and cyberpunk and i don't really care we'll we'll, we'll yeah. see Okay, and, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, guys. I'm a gamer. I care about the games. I, I I can't police every corporation out there. I can only police. The, right. I can only police the corporation. You I can't really, also can't. care about ten thousand people. Like, oh, ten thousand people got laid off. It's like to say that you care about them. It, it's like that sucks. That's a perfectly fine thing. But to yeah. to care about like ten thousand people you don't know. That's virtual is, signaling. Is empathetic? Like what? No, it's virtual signaling. No, you it's cannot not. directly care about ten thousand people individually who got laid off. You could say that sucks. This you is how I'm going to change my behavior. Empathize with their predicament. Empathize well, means that you feel you? what they feel. Yeah. Anybody Sympathize feels that. means Anybody. that you're like, oh, I feel bad for that. That sucks. But you don't feel it on an individual level. Like yeah. Kirk, if you lost your job the empathy and sympathy that I have for you would be direct. It would be real. Yeah. But if all of a sudden I hear all of these different legal forms, you know, laid off 10,000 people, like I'd be like, man, that, that sucks. 
I don't know well, who they like. I don't have that any relationship with them. And to say and and to pretend mm -hmm. otherwise online is just virtue signaling. Sony's been Sony. Their development teams have been laying off people. Yeah, they've been hiring, but they've been laying off as well. Last year, the beginning of last year, somewhere around March, Microsoft laid off ten thousand people at one time. Ten thousand people. Yeah, there was mostly crickets behind that, and and I get it. Microsoft is a huge corporation; they employ hundreds of thousands of people. But when you lay off ten thousand people at one time, and it's it's a blip on the radar, and all of a sudden, you know, we say we care about crunch, we care about this, and we care about all of these corporation corporate issues. Um, what are we to do? I mean, like I said, as a gamer, all you can really do is support with your support with your dollars, and that's it. Sure, we don't like developers who create great games get laid off. We don't like teams right. to get laid off. We don't like studios that get closed down and things like that. We don't like that. I mean, I, I don't like when Epic produces record breaking profits and they have the most successful IP on the market right now and capitalism. they lay off them. And they continue. Well, yeah, and I, and you can obviously movie. tell what my opinion on that is by the the way this discourse is going. Yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys want to talk about some games? Absolutely, we are talking. You, about you games. love games, right? You love games. I love games. Ginger love games. It, yeah. Uh, did y'all yeah. uh, did y'all play some Power World over the weekend? So I installed Power World, and I have not touched it, but I have seen just the online excitement just for rabid it. yeah and my, my tweet because it goes it, it's a perfect transition from what we were talking about into this i say the thing i love the most about the console wars is the hypocrisy you know it's like Bingo. and i'm like all right um i i will check it out because i did download it because it is on pc game pass but a part of me also like if game this pass. game pass i love it it's great especially as like somebody was like why 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 do you like game pass i'm like how many kids do you have and they're like touche touche like we play a ton of games here in this family because of Game Pass. But uh, I was like, great, I'm going to check it out. I just I just didn't because I've been fighting bronchitis all weekend. And for anybody who is interested, it is my kryptonite. Like, it it takes me out. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm just like, I'm down for the count. So I, I didn't play any video games this weekend. Uh, but going into the weekend, I was able to spend some time with Prince of Persia. But I'm, I'm excited to, to see it because it brings up, like, the narrative around the game. I don't care about the console war stuff, but the narrative around this game is that is Pokemon, like, is, like Nintendo, we, people keep asking for more out of the Pokemon franchise, and this is or could be, you know, competition. Or it could just be the flavor of the week, and next week we're all playing Grand Blue Fantasy Relink and, you know, uh, you know Pal World what? So I'm... I'm kind of in a wait and see camp. I am enjoying their success. Like when it comes down to it, especially if they're a dev team that's passionate, like I wouldn't mind tossing them 30 bucks because why not? Like that, I, I like to support things that I think are worthy of that support. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Had, did you, uh, Jay, or did you, uh, Kirk, get to play Power World this weekend? I, I did. I got to play it uh, not only on my Xbox, but I played it on my uh, Asus ROG Ally uh, to see how it runs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's not my. It's not really my cup of tea. I tried to get my kids involved. It's and not see mine would, either, actually. I, I tried to see if my kids would take up in a, in a, and they played it for about five, ten minutes. And how old are your kids? Yeah, my kids are uh, eight and okay. eleven. Okay, so we're right in the same ballpark because I was like, I've always just like. Is this are they ready for this kind of game? We've been we've been stepping into Smash Brothers and a couple of other Nintendo games, but uh my kids are into Roblox is everything yeah, for them. Roblox. Yeah. Um, you know, between Roblox and, and Minecraft, and they've kind of dropped Minecraft and Roblox is just the end all be all. And uh that and Rust on PC. But they 
I tried to I try to introduce them to new games to see what it what it uptick and and the consensus I have is dad just because it looks like Pokemon and just because it's a cartoony game doesn't mean that we want it you know and it's it's I don't know it's it's not my game it's not for me if it was Pokemon do you think they'd be more interested I'll be honest yes I do I would I would and so yeah I I can I can encapsulate this this for you perfectly Brian since you haven't played I can sort of give give my two cents or my uh like podcast review if you would of this game as somebody who doesn't like it uh, that oh, i think ooh. that that caveat is is important and and i don't like it as like not critically i don't like it like it's not like i would review this and say uh, it's not good uh, right yeah i it's not for me and i totally get why it's for a lot of people and so the reason it's not for me is i I grew up with Pokemon. I played the, you know, the handheld games. I was, I like grew up right around that fire red, leaf green, Ruby Sapphire era. Um, and just that whole lineage of games going into to Diamond and Pearl and uh, X and Y, like all those. I think everybody loves those games, almost everybody. And then once it got to Switch, people had certain ideas because like you say, Brian, it's like, this is really just a handhold console with a TV, you know, yeah. e- e- output. Yeah. Uh, but people and are I viewing it Switch, as, but yeah. If Nintendo is like, we're a powerhouse in, in, uh, in handhelds. Oh, have you seen the switch? Like yeah. it's, it's just them yeah. doing yeah. the thing that they were good at. And they got out of the, the, the they like their blue ocean, you know, they, they went like, Oh, Microsoft and Sony, we can't outspend but them. Yeah. People, people perceive it as a traditional oh, yeah. console because you, you, you hook it up to your TV. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so people got a lot of ideas with expectations about what Pokemon was going to be. And, and Nintendo and game freak continue to put out basically the exact oh, same game yeah. that they've always put out. Now I will say with Scarlet and Violet that had some performance related issues. You can't be doing that. You know, Zelda it's, runs perfectly Switch is like fine. Like eight years old, seven years old. Like it's, well, but they know yeah. how to optimize their games for their hardware yeah. for other properties. It it comes off a little bit That's lazy when it comes There's, to the Pokemon franchise because they're the only they're the only company that can get away with it's, it. It's it's like the worst running game it. that's like high profile on Switch. Tears of like the it's Kingdom. Like the, the, no, 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 no. I'm saying Tears of the Kingdom is a good example. Scarlet and Violet is one of the worst, if not the worst, okay. running AAA yeah. game. See, I'm I saying was, Tears yeah. of the but, Kingdom but proves that that's lazy. Flagship. Yeah, Zelda that that's lazy. Pokemon, it's like, ah, we'll put it out I there. mean, Zelda. Pokemon I, I sells 20, gangbusters. 20 frames a second it, it on does, Tears of the Kingdom on Switch. Zelda. I'm like, you can only do so much. And yeah. I think Zelda still shows... The age of the hardware. No, but I, I, I don't like, know I'm if you've seen I don't know if you've seen footage of Scarlet and Violet, but it, it looks yeah, bad. The, an, the anti-aliasing is bad. The, it I, runs I poorly. And it kept me from picking it up. Like, yeah. I, like I, I saw that and that was a critique, and I was like, my kids aren't asking for it. I yeah, you know, I'm just gonna like we already have a Pokemon game. Let's we'll keep playing that one. Yeah. But even if that wasn't an issue, both of those games or or pairs of games, I guess, because they release, you know, the two at a time. Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet, they're really, really iterative of X and Y and, and Black and White and the games that came before. It's just that it's the camera's kind of pulled back in third person. You can kind of run around and there's like various different viewpoints. Like it's it's, it's just kind stuff. of giving you a, a few more angles, a few more, um, a little more variants of the same old 
you know, tried and, and true formula. And people are like, what the heck is this? You know, I want, you know, now that we see games like God of War and stuff where they complete, they take an IP and they completely rev revamp it and evolve it. Uh, I think people were looking for something on, you know, what they consider to be a flagship console. And really these games have been incredibly iterative since like the early 2000s. So it, the the fan base for like I think Pokemon's the best selling IP of all time, if not, it's very close. For that IP, is is rabid for some sort of evolution of the content, and and Nintendo and Game Freak have just not given it to them. So right. what this studio that made Power World has been able to accomplish is they have taken everything that is Pokemon, which is very it's a very basic formula. They've taken that, and then they've taken the survival crafting style game of your rust uh you know the forest arc survival evolved valheim all of these games that are that are quite popular actually um and and they've merged that type of game almost overlapped it a little bit on top of uh what pokemon already is and and by merging the mechanics of both of those types of games, they they've evolved that type of game considerably, and the fact that that Rust or like the Forest style game is such a like internet gamey type of game, like very Twitch friendly, like people like to watch it. A lot of the internet likes to play it. You know, Minecraft such a big deal. Um, it 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 it's ripe for it to it, with the, the appeal of Pokemon and like these type of little cute little monster things that you fight with and, and the, the, the well-knownness of Pokemon as a, as an IP and as a medium, and then uh, putting that type of game into that type of aesthetic and genre. That's why it's blown up. The unfortunate thing for me is I've never liked rust or Minecraft or Valheim or any of those, yeah. like, like chop the wood, build your base. What I can't stand those games. I can't play them for like longer than 30 minutes. So that's exactly what happened when I started playing this game. I was like, Oh, yeah, okay. Like survival. I start with nothing and I got, I got like, I'm like, when do I get to like battle the, like, yeah, like it took when it took me like 20 minutes to craft a mm -hmm. pokeball essentially out of like materials. And that was one, like I got one ball to throw at and I captured like a little like a uh, penguin owl looking thing. And I was like, okay, that was cool. Like, I I'm glad that I now have a, I think his name was Hoocrates, like, like Hoot and Socrates. So that's cute. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I got yeah. my little Hoot Hootcrates. So that's cool. But like the amount of effort that it took me to get there, it like really felt like I was like playing Rust or something. And I was like, oh boy, this game is not for me, dude. Like, I just want to be po-dunking around and and going into the next town. And like, have you heard about the Pokemon Museum? It's up the road. Like, I like yeah, that yeah. stuff, the stupidness it, of it's familiar. Pokemon. There's a comfort level, yeah. you know, into how Pokemon. Now, did you play it through Game Pass or did you buy it on Steam? Game Pass. Nice. Yeah. Such yeah. a great thing. What about uh, what about you, Jay? What did you uh, what what's your takeaway from Power World? I thought it was pretty good. Um but again, it's just, it's not me. It's not for me. Yeah. It's, it's just not for me. You, you know what's, you know, what's more than pretty good. And I think it's for me and for you, Brian, and Dude, for everybody out there. It's Prince, it's Prince of Persia Lost Crown, baby. Dude, Prince of Persia. Like, I'm so glad I played this game. I will tell you guys, I have, I ran into a few technical difficulties when trying to play the PC demo and putting it on GeForce Now, which is supported by GeForce Now. So I ended up 
after uh, several attempts to get that to work and, and not work local and GeForce, I jumped over to my switch and it was, I played it, I played it on the switch. And it I was looks like, this is great. so good on switch. This has to be one of the, like we were just talking about poorly optimized games for switch. It's 60 frames. It's crisp. It's yeah. gorgeous. I can't imagine what it looks like on the OLED. I have the, the oh, original LCD switch model. The OLED, it looks even better. Yeah. Like, it's just so nice. So crisp. this game is so it just it's a visual feast gameplay wise it's amazing it's a shame it didn't come out like last november because i think it would have got maybe some awards i think it might have edged out uh armor core for that action game of the year maybe or something like that um yeah oh, this this is like old. yeah this is like i mean hey jeff grubb said it would have been his his number three game of last year and yeah. so i think everybody's really hot on this as hot as they can be for like it feels like this is almost kind of windfall to last year. Like it doesn't really, like, I don't think people are going to like remember this come award season this year. Like they're going to yeah. think it came out last year. It yeah. just, it just feels kind of like a, like an, like an extra bonus, like after Christmas dinner, you know, like, Oh, here's your yeah. Prince of Persia as well. Uh, in addition to the, the best, the best year of gaming and, and Baldur's gate and all the things that we got. I'm so happy they went with the kind of this, I would, I would almost would define as a 2d HD you yes. know kind of approach as opposed to like because yeah. there, there were prince of persia's that were because i've played 2D and a half maybe 2D and a yeah. half but also yeah. 3d like they've done to yeah. where you're trying to like navigate through kind of a puzzled room and you know get to different locations and th i thought those games were great but this really i think does return it uh to that uh that force where it can really shine and be that metrovania and at some point you wonder if metrovania adds on you know prince or something like that where it's like yeah if they if they want to establish this because i've also been playing like blasphemous too and it's like i really yes yes dude yes brother yes dude now you now you see why i put that on our indie game list yeah. don't you i'm glad you yeah. did that's why yeah. i was like i was like all right I got, you know yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna follow this guy's advice and see what he thinks um but yeah so it's like that that two and a half d and the thing is is that there's these subtle things that i always appreciate like it always feels like when you when you feel like the devs went the extra mile and it was like, I was just doing this normal parry and all of a sudden it kicked into this, like change the camera angle and yeah. I did this like execution. And I was like, Dude, this game I is so anime. That. It's yeah. so anime. Like, he's like, <laughs> I half expected to just do like a Hodokin or something like when you're fighting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he's yeah. flipping around doing backflips, cutting people's heads off and stuff. You got like cut scenes in the middle of your, of your combat. Yeah, dude, this game's so stylized. Yeah. I've been playing it exclusively on my PlayStation Portal. And, oh yeah, uh, it is. It is built for that. Oh man, yeah, it, it looks good and it plays good. Um, yeah, so that's my exclusive uh, PS Portal. Now Portal this, you know, this is related to what I'm about to ask. The Ubisoft recently came out and said, "Hey, you guys going to have to be comfortable with not owning your games." And this is an Ubisoft game, so it's. Like I do. I do think that was a little bit. Mis took, misquoted yeah. a little yeah, bit okay. it, i think the right they one. said yeah. i think they said in a very matter of fact uh candid honest way it things would work best for us if people got a little more acclimated to not owning things and would maybe <sighs> subscribe to our subscription model or if things would move in the direction of like all, all your movies and, and television, everything, right? You're not getting box DVD sets right, you're anymore. Just, right. I'm subscribed. He, he to was Netflix saying yeah. that the sort of the the stagnation or the delay in the game industry moving to that to point, accept that, yeah. slower than movies and and other media. 
mm-hmm. uh, does not work in their favor in terms of as a business. And so it wasn't that I think it's been misquoted that he's like, you all gamers out there got to get used to not owning your games. Like, that's oh, kind of how people so are they, doing they it. They got me. I, like, I get every, we're all guilty of getting purpose. caught by a headline. I was like, they, oh, they, they, yeah, they like, yeah th- there's nobody yeah. in this call that does anything like that to, to uh, rile people anybody up at all. Right. Nobody does guilty. that. Anybody who posts anything online, right. it's like, why did right. nobody click on this thing? And it's like, oh, if you change this one word. Then everybody will click you, on it. And you get the like, floodgates, oh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, know, they know what they were doing. I, I read the article, and um, I didn't. again, it goes back to the outrage that people just, sometimes people just want to have outrage for whatever reason. Um, I was okay with renting games back when, when Blockbuster was around. Like, like, as a kid, that was the budgeted way of being able to play a bunch of games because, you know, I was mowing yards for video games back then. Like, I don't see a difference here in rent. It's, it's, like, a, it's a conflict of interest between gamers, ownership, and what we've traditionally perceived to be a value. Generally, mm-hmm. you would go to store, you know, go to Toys R Us, EB Games, like you know, GameStop, whatever, buy a game, have a disc or a cartridge, go home and play it, and it's yours for years. You don't have to worry about it mm-hmm. ever going away. Well, rightfully so, there is some concern there because if you do buy and own some games that's not physical we've seen this recently these games go away these people yeah people already don't own their games that's the thing that they don't realize even if you pay money for it yep they can have the games on the nintendo switch the game is literally physically not on the cartridge the cartridge is like a basically just a license like yeah yeah, it's a license it's like there's like one gig of data on there everything else you have to download the, the, the 30 gigs so gamers Sometimes we just don't think, right? I own a it, physical it, copy of a uh, of Babylon's Fall that's now useless. See, people yeah, people are online. more used to that with yep. online games, but yeah, I, I think yep. that's the way that people understand it. It's like over the, the the server is down, but like games can go away. I mean, you can have a, a piece of a media license. that yeah, you're buying you're buying a license basically. What it is the the format change, the media change, and so. The day, the day of the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, and you passing your cartridge to your friend. Those days are, those days are. You, over. you think uh, the PS6 is going to be an all digital? I'll be honest. I think probably so. Um, it, 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 it just see. Here's the here's the issue that Sony has with that is majority of your consoles are that you sold are the disc based version. It's not the discless. Version. But with Microsoft, we're seeing that majority of their console sold are the discless version, mm-hmm. right? The digital version. So they had they'll I think Microsoft will their Xbox, they'll be okay going on. Matter of fact, they're coming out with a new all digital version of the Xbox Series X, X um, yeah. based on the, the leaks that we had from the court case and stuff. Um so I think Microsoft will be okay. They have Game Pass, right? Which is an all digital thing. So people have already just know to accept that that's where the future goes playstation on the other hand them and nintendo are like the last of the mohicans and i wouldn't even really say nintendo because we don't know exactly how many of those switch games actually has game data on there versus i'm not talking about the day one patches and stuff i mean physically if i was to take my switch offline plug the cartridge in would i be able to play the game we don't know because i mean a lot of us just hadn't tried we're just used to having our devices online all time 
any and everywhere. Uh, just like I bought the PlayStation Portal, everyone was complaining, oh, but whatever internet it was like, yeah, but it's an internet streaming device. It's a remote player. So you always have to have that connection. And I've never been anywhere that didn't have any internet access. Yeah. So I, sometimes I think. And that also internet is getting and should be getting better. And and yes, then every time so, Sony and Xbox yeah. and like all these companies have a mm -hmm. in, an incentive to hopefully because like I would love to see some changes in how like they treat internet. Like it should be a yeah. utility in my mind. And then yeah. start really just pushing that both like from like, if you want to just classify it as a national security thing, like yeah. let's make sure that people, and, and you see that because I work remote yeah. now, you know, yeah. and it's like so many people do that now. And it's like, Oh wait, like, I don't want to go. That's back a way of life. Office. That's a way of life for yeah. us right now. And, and I'm going to go out on the limb, right? I'm going to go ahead and admit something. And, uh, and I know I'm being, screen captured or recorded but i do believe back in 2013 when the xbox one came out i do believe that they were unfairly treated by gamers and by media the like for their always online thing because at that yeah. point in time there was really no people nobody that didn't have internet access you're complaining on social media right with a device that's connected to the internet about having a device come out that's always going to require you to be online. And I, I just think it was disingenuous. And of course, Microsoft got dinged for it, um, for saying, hey, you know, we have a console I, for you with, with them, the always digital. I think, but Microsoft, when it comes to Xbox, they've always been like four or five years ahead with some of their ideas that became mm -hmm. popular five years later than everyone. Microsoft, you know, I would just... say, lost their way with the Xbox One because, and I think it shows in how they announced it and their marketing around it. Because we talked about that last week, yeah, right. And so, like, to kind of bring those two pieces together, like, mm -hmm. I'm with you. Like, always online, having that interconnection means it's a it's a feature that every game developer knows. Hey, be this there. console has internet. I can say we can have this feature as opposed to like making it optional and making sure the game doesn't need said feature. And that could be cloud yeah. compute and processing. Like yeah. we saw with like you know crackdown, but it was their their messaging and marketing. Like they didn't know what they what they were building, and I felt like their shift to be like we're this all this platform, yeah, was a ahead of its time, and that's is the direction that I see it this going. But was that they were they a they were too they're too soon, and then b they didn't have they never they didn't have any examples as to why this is actually better right so like sony was like hey let me hand you a disc this is how it works you know yeah. this everybody in the world knows how to trade a game right yeah. but what microsoft should have done especially with the always online it's like oh here's how you trade a game with us hey jay yeah. bloop. hey that's your game now thank you yep. so much like yeah. it's that like it's like it's that simple here's how you do it like yeah. that would have been that would have, people have been like oh i like that way better because they, they weren't ready in yet. another state than i do yeah. they, they weren't me, ready they were yeah. microsoft wasn't ready yet because the ideas that they had behind always being online was not only the family sharing thing um that wasn't ready yet so they didn't explain that but um potentially lower price of games because you know they obviously uh, it's cheaper to manufacture and things like that so cost could have been five dollars ten dollars cheaper um mm -hmm. that could have came on it, it was a lot of ideas that they had that could have came of that and i think aaron greenberg kind of talked about some of those things like i just said it was just like if if they would have held that idea for a few more years i think because it's crazy Literally, the next generation, nobody complained about. I mean, they, Microsoft came out with an all digital console, and no 
nobody blinked an eye. It didn't matter. I think the so, other problem with that show was that like they they had a bunch of ideas and a bunch of stuff that was featured on the system though that the like TV, nobody TV, TV. nobody yeah nobody would have cared about that later either because it's yeah. just like nobody's going to xbox for yeah. those things for the like they were trying to say like oh we can be like these other things and yeah. it's like no i think in seven years i'm going to be subscribed to netflix and max and whatever i'm not going to be using your service yeah. so it's like they were they were trying to get into markets that people were like no i don't i don't come to you for that i come yeah. to you for yeah. a specific thing and like Games. playstation gets that why don't you get that that's kind of the reaction that people had i think yeah i i, I agree i concur to that i mean I, I agree with that it was it was definitely their messaging um i still kind of give them a little grace with that because it's like dude everybody flipped out over always being online even though they're always online and i'm like Dude, I'm always online. I'm never like, <laughs> if I can't be online, I shouldn't be in that place. I'm not going to any remote location in the woods or the forest. Um, I always got my phone with me. So if I don't have cellular coverage, I shouldn't be there. So uh, uh, down to zero bars. Guys, time to time to move. Hey, guys, get yeah. back. Let's let's go. Let's it's go. Uh, back. We, yeah. we, we are in we are in a dangerous place right now. So um, Jada, yeah, let me let me ask you: Are are you excited for the next entry in either of these two games that I've got behind me? That's coming oh, up, uh, both of these this week, Yakuza. Tekken and yeah, Like a Dragon, baby. Are you are you gonna dive in either of those? Or are you are you looking forward to either of those? Well, like I told Ginger before, I'm not a big Yakuza guy. I'm a, I mean, I love Judgment and I love lost okay. judgment those yeah. are my yeah. games that that's what to my heart they speak to my heart Absolutely. i love that the yakuza i just i've tried i just don't did you did you play the new it. one the turn-based one uh no i didn't i would say try that one on on i know i'm gonna say a dirty word jay uh, it's it's on it's on xbox game pass you can Jesus. play it Jesus. I'll, I'll, give it. I'll yeah. attempt. Because it's very, it's very different. I, I played yeah. the. I'm jumping, I'm jumping in to answer yeah. your question because of that very fact. A, your constant recommendation. You're gonna love it as a Final and, Fantasy fan. You're yeah. gonna love it, dude. I, yeah, Game oh Pass my God. is like it, it, it's been a real nice thing because I'm like, all right. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off, Kirk, but I was like, yeah. no, go, no, yeah. go, yeah. go ahead. I'm so excited. No, I'll for stream you it this week. I'll, I'll stream it this week. I'll, I'll all right, and I'll make sure. Like I was gonna say this at the start of the show is like I'll have. I would like to get your YouTube or wherever you stream. I'll just make sure Absolutely. I get your links and I'll drop them in the description so you guys can follow Jay over on Twitter and you know wherever. Like he's you haven't you said you haven't posted on YouTube in a while, but I'll make sure that we can hopefully yeah. can send some people your it's, way. It's been a month or two, but I, I need to get. Back Lord to knows, I I can't stop posting on YouTube. So <laughs> like it's like I'm like hey yeah all right let's go yeah um what about what about taking eight uh Kirk put up a review on his channel I it was great review he the guy you, Kirk you always you do great reviews dude thank you. Uh, and, uh, and so, I mean, that's that's kind of like a for most gamers, it's like, of course, it's a day one, it's yeah. a fighter, right? It's yes. like, it's, then it's Unreal Engine 5. I mean, come on, like, it's next generation, yeah. So, I'm there day one, I'm there day one, that, yeah, I'm there day one. I feel like it's, I don't know what it is, but something about Bandai Namco's flagship fighters because I know I think they make Dragon Ball as well, and I, that's I'm not super into that one, mm -hmm. uh, but that, that one has their audience for sure, but. Uh, Tekken and Soul Calibur, I just whatever it is, man. When we get a new one of those, I I get like a little little warm fuzzy feel. I, like I'll tell you why. Feel it in my chest, my, I know why. I know why, and I'll tell you why. 
it's the nostalgia feeling that you had when you bought your PlayStation One. But why don't I feel that for like Mortal Kombat though? Is the question. It's something about Tekken that I'm just like, oh man, we're back. I'm gonna baby. tell you, it's probably because, um, and I don't know how old you are, but back when Mortal Kombat came out, you know, it originated on the cartridge-based system, the Sega Genesis and the yeah. SNES. And so, mm -hmm. if you missed that generation, then that really wasn't near and dear to your heart. By the time you came, there were the other. That is true. That's true. Already. Tekken was really peaking around like yes. three tag. Yep. Four was kind of the the ugly stepchild that people either love or hate, and then five behind me is just absolutely amazing. So yeah. that's a very good point. I guess it depends on the generation. That, that yeah, you Mortal Kombat peaked yeah. earlier. Yeah. So f so for an older audience, they remember playing yeah. on. We remember the, the, part one, baby. That was yeah. That will always be the the, the cream of the crop because Mortal Kombat and Street the, Fighter. Yeah, th those two created i mean it just created something that was that can never it created the esrb is what it created it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well well mortal kombat to be to yeah. be fair to yeah, yeah. street fighters street fighters yeah. okay like yeah, yeah, they're not uh no one had a problem with street fighter they're yeah. not uh uh corrupting the youth or anything yeah. i do How think this Tekken game that spine out of that well, <laughs> it, was, it, it was what it was is cartoony graphics versus digitized yeah uh, mm -hmm type graphics in mortal kombat was the first one of the first to do that it wasn't the first there was yeah. a game called pitfall no, there was Pit also Fighter. there Pit was Fighter also that, that uh that one about vampires night uh dark stalkers no maybe dark stalkers it was something where it was like it had these like actresses and you it was like you know yeah night trap night trap there it is night trap night like, trap that's a that is a deep that's yeah. an old that's reference a deep cut deep yeah, cut. yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. I guess I guess not a deep cut because I'd say that game's well known. But yeah, that goes that goes pretty far back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, so yeah, this this Tekken game is amazing. Uh, spoiler: I gave it a ten out of ten. I was really I was really thinking. I I just went through the first Yakuza game on PlayStation Two, and I was thinking that this week I would be knee deep in like a dragon Dragon Gaiden. Mm -hmm. uh preparing for like a dragon infinite wealth because the, the story of those games is literally you know days after the the new game is going to start from from gaiden so i was like gonna be just mainlining that and then i get uh infinite wealth in my hands i've already got it pre-ordered physical version sit down with it so i thought i would just be playing nothing but like a dragon for like two weeks yeah i can't i can't stop playing tekken man <laughs> I can't stop yeah. playing Tekken. I'm like, I I still gotta play like a dragon guided before I play Infinite Wealth. It comes out Friday. I can't stop playing Tekken. I don't know what to do. Yeah. This, no, no, weekend, yeah. this weekend for me is all Grand Blue Fantasy, baby. Oh, Grand Blue Fantasy. I am so excited for that I can't game. Wait for that game. I got the collector's edition coming. Nice. I pre-ordered it. Wait, is is that like, dropping this yes. weekend? Yeah. The twenty eight. What? So we got three smashed on each other. This is a crazy oh, weekend for oh, games. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah dude. all three I'm, of those at the same time. As long as I'm healthy, dude, I'm gonna be playing some relink because yeah. it is that good. And I'm glad they released the demo. I'm glad they released the demo because that brought yeah. in people that didn't know about Grand Blue Fantasy. Right. That I mean it 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 basically opened the door of people like, hey man, I never played this game. I saw everybody talking about it, and it is freaking awesome. I'm gonna pick it up. That's, yeah, I like to hear that. I the like one, stuff. the one weakness it has that I think will catch some people off guard because we we do kind of live in this age of crossplay. PS4 mm -hmm. and PS5 have crossplay for Grand Blue, but it doesn't cross over to PC. PC. So yeah. you, mm -hmm. you like if you have friends and you typically have a PlayStation and a PC, sync up before y'all all purchase the game so that way y'all can play together. Otherwise, yeah. you might end up you know, kind of being a little bit like, oops, but uh. 
our community here, we've been talking about it, and we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna pick up it up on PS5. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you pre-order, it actually goes up the 28th. Otherwise, it officially launches on February the first. Yes. Yeah, so. Speaking of speaking of pre-ordering, um, if if for anybody who's watching, if you're planning on getting like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, go pre-order it because they and I usually don't advocate for pre-orders, but they they have two jobs that are exclusively available with the pre-order. So if you know you want it, if you don't know you want it, wait maybe get on sale but if you know you want it which i know i want it because i played the first one oh my god this game's gonna be amazing uh it's, yeah go pre-order it so you don't have to pay extra money for for those those extra and it's jobs. in game pass right it it no it does it's not gonna oh, be day one game pass it, it'll come it, it's kind of on that like six month delay with the the yakuza games um yeah for anybody who's interested in that franchise go play yakuza like a dragon which is kind of the first in this turn-based reboot the gameplay yeah. is very, very similar. I mean, this new one seems to just be taking that and sort of perfecting it. Kind of like that Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom type of evolution. Like, it's not a ton because you can't really make a good thing that much better type of deal. But, yeah, those those two games and then whatever the third one is, I think are going to be, like, seen as, like, a, a trilogy masterpiece at some point. So I'm really excited yeah. for this second edition in, in that set. As, as we wrap up uh, the show, because we have a few more minutes, I, I have one pressing question that I always just think is going to be interesting because every time I've talked to Jay, we've always had just a, a really good conversations, always just down to earth gamer. But that does not relate to any tweet that like I generally see pop up on on the stream. Like, can you? Oh, Satya! Oh, Satya Nadella! He's oh, he's got PlayStation covered. He's bringing he's bringing the games for PlayStation. Satya got us. He's holding it down. Twenty twenty seven. Oh my god! Done. So, like, what got you started in that? And like, what keeps you going? Like, there's an entertain. I get entertainment out of it. Like when I I joke, like it's like people are like, oh, you know, the fact that I get called a pony and an X bot. Like I'm like, that's high praise. You pony bot. Pony bot, baby. Like it's like yeah. But I like I find inter that's like, why that's why I wore the toad hat. To, to, I did, yeah, he's the neutral. He's a neutral. So funny because well, no, not really. I'm freaking like Nintendo fanboy, like great. Like yeah. I, I, I'm so angry at Nintendo, but yet I keep sending them money, so I'm a big part of the problem. Um, but it's just like I find a lot of like I get entertainment out of it, and as soon as it yeah. gets like too real, then it's like man, just you know, whatever. But it's like I find a level of entertainment I appreciate, and I get entertainment from your tweets. But like to me, it just it, like I'm like I I don't feel like pissing off like half the internet today like what what keeps you going what got you started more than anything oh well i'll tell you what man i've been gaming forever um and i started watching youtube videos on gaming um and then um titanfall princess and this guy named iron wolf they asked you know we were just in a party chat on playstation they were streaming i didn't know they were streaming but we just had conversations just like you and i have and it was like hey man you're you know, you're a great podcaster or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here talking about video games, you know, chatting. And uh, and so they took it and uploaded. And then you know, other people started asking me to come on their podcast and things like that. And and, and and the rest is history. I'm all I've always been a troll. I just like having fun and just being, you know, a smart ass. Um, are you uh, are you a stand up comedian? No, 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 I'm, I'm not. But, you know, I. People tell me I should be because I just, you know, it's so, very therapeutic. And I know people is. who I, aren't comedians who think are like, yeah. wait a minute, you, ther uh, comedians need therapy. I'm like, yes, we do. And we go yeah. up on stage and Jay we let it yeah. out. Twitter is Dub, I, I feel like you'd be really good at like some sort of commentary. Like, you know, what, like how they used to do like wipe out and they had yeah. the guys, they'd be like, 
oh that looks like that's gonna leave a mark jim like yeah, i yeah. feel like you'd be like really good at doing like color of like making fun of people yeah i think i think that that you would have a special talent for that or like because that's 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 what you do you're like oh phil and satya back <laughs> at it again <laughs> like whatever i do well, I, I do have not, a request if yeah. if if you could like I think it's all right, and 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 if you go back and watch our uh, our our episode from last week with with mm -hmm. Alex, uh, which which got very interesting, by the way, got wild. Um, yeah, um, I I did, was did, actually did, very. Did he take very... his shirt off and stuff? That no, that no, we didn't. We didn't let him, but if if we'd let him, I'm sure he would have. Uh, I was actually fairly critical of Xbox in that I said, like, you know, they they've got it as it's it's like when you're watching your your favorite football team and they're down in the fourth quarter it's like you got to start making some plays if you want to get in the game and and so i think it's it's very okay to be critical of xbox in that it, as as somebody who's trying to come from behind they're not showing enough enough effort and enough fight um so so i'm i'm okay with you sort of lampooning xbox as a corporation but it, just just for me buddy can, can you lay off the games just a little bit Cause like, cause like, uh, Ginger and I were watching in the the Indiana Jones reveal the other day, and we were like, "This looks amazing." And then I see tweets coming from you. They're like, "It's garbage ass." Like, <laughs> and I'm like, "People made a, this. Like, people spent like four years of their lives like working on this. Like, if you want to, if you want to mess with Xbox, like, for yeah. being a big corporation and not being able to like have a good message. But yeah, come on, man. All games yes, man. are good. And All this games is what are people good." People find out about me, right? On Twitter, again, I'm <laughs> my character, I'm the biggest a-hole ever. Um, but then they go to my YouTube channel, or then they or then they, you know, see me podcasting or or they just see me streaming. I'm generally playing a lot on Xbox. You know, I'm the guy that was streaming Sea of Thieves day one. I'm the guy that played Grounded Day of One. I'm the guy that played Redfall Day One. I'm the guy that um pretty much every single Xbox game I'm playing day one. I'm putting in the time and effort in. So therefore I get to criticize it. I get, get to give my thumbs up or my thumbs down. I'm the one that gave out tons of Xboxes last generation. I'm the one that tried to get them to win MPD. I'm the one that have been pushing them. And you know, you get to the point where I came from there. I came from the Xbox. Xbox was in the 360 era was my main platform, even though I had a PS3, but it was my main platform mm -hmm. because I mean it had Gears of War. I mean it had it had it was the place to play. That's where that's where everybody was. Yeah, um, PlayStation 4 benefited, I think, from the success of the 360 because like maybe. you saw their infrastructure, their networking, their how your players and your friends list. Because yeah. it was like you felt uh, you felt like 360 was like on point. Yeah. And then PS3 well, was like, you got to jump through all these little hoops to do these things. And it's like, oh, they just made it easy over there. Yeah. Well, they screwed, uh, Sony screwed up so bad with the PS3 era. They decided not to try to do some crazy stuff again and to just do what everybody else was doing. And that led to the PlayStation 4 and making it easier. And the rest is history. Um, but yeah, I, 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 gave them, I gave them a lot on Xbox. I'm a big PC guy. You know, I have a... You you gonna play some. You gonna play some Indiana Jones, aren't you? Oh, I'll be there day one. I'll stream good. day one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. real good. I mean, <laughs> I, now, granted, you know, I have, I, you know, I have the comedy. The comedy needs to be there. You know, if 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 I'm not antagonizing my friend, about a lot of people don't know, 
the people that I'm going back and forth with on Twitter, these guys are actually my friends. Me and Tim mm-hmm. Dog, we're real life friends. Me and Post Up, we're real life friends. Yeah, Me and all like of these you, Xbox guys, like we're all in a DM. Oh we're man, my boy Post do. Up is struggling with this. Exactly. Today. <laughs> exactly. That's just what we do. You see Tim Dog coming at me, I'm going back at him. We're behind the scenes. Like, that's just what we do. Me yeah. and King David, right? Me and the Iron Lewis podcast. You see me poking fun at them and them poking fun at me. I was just on their podcast the other day. I've been on their podcast freaking since the beginning. That's just what we do. But a lot of people see only the Twitter side. Granted, I don't mind, right? Because it's a character and I just realized, hey, it's kind of successful. Everybody likes my kind, you know, kind the of. humor, the tongue in cheek. But I mean, to be honest, a lot of the stuff that I say, the reason it hits is because yeah, maybe 90% over-exaggerated, but that 10% of truth kind of hits, and that's what gets right. people people angry. Right. Um, so do you feel like Xbox going third-party? Do you feel like Sea of Thieves is going to jump over to PlayStation? Because I think that that that's a win. I, I would say if you have a multiplayer game, mm-hmm. it should just be everywhere. Like, it's like, why are you cutting out like my if i was my yeah like what do you what do you really believe because you've been posted a lot this week about because you know that that satya quote was taken out of context he's talking about the he's like i don't know (laughs) okay okay if okay if it's just one one time Okay, answer, answer for your crimes. He, answer for them. We have him I on three right. different interviews, three different interviews in video, not just a mm-hmm. quote. Three different videos saying the exact same thing. Saying it now, you can take and say, "Well, what he really meant to say," and this is why I post. I um, I always joke with post up Nim because it's like a lot of times the Xbox guys like feel. Aaron Greenberg, Satya, Matt Booty, they'll say something with their own mouths, right? And we record it. And then right after that, the Xbox guys will go and try to translate what they said. And I'm like, hey, I don't need a translator, right? Um, They're speaking plain English of what their intentions and what their plans are. Who am I to take what they said and interpret it with what I want it to feel with me? That's cognitive dissonance. And I always use that word when I'm speaking of that. If, if, PlayStation, right? If if their leadership goes out and say, hey, guys, uh, we're going to get out of the hardware business. We want to do X, Y, and Z. I am not going to translate that into being anything outside of what they said. That's their job to do that. And, to, 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 and they, that's up to them to take the consequences of that. But the real side of me thinks Microsoft just became the world's richest company. Mm-hmm. They did. Their job is to make more money. Yep. What would make them more money than to open up their games um, selling on PlayStation and Nintendo, two yep. of the largest install bases in the world? Especially Think with about it. their publishing power. They can get. Uh, they are the de facto they world's can get 20% largest instead publisher. of 30%, right? Like, it's like you Absolutely. could come and say, like, hey, we have this massive value. But you know what? what you're they don't, do, it's yeah. not even about the 30% and 20%. It's about the fact that. Games that have already came to Game Pass that are already ran its course on Xbox mm-hmm. will now have a second life on a two install bases combined that are roughly 250, 300, 300 million uh, potential customers. Not saying mm-hmm. 300 million people are going to buy them. Right. Hi Fi get... Rush is going to do crazy numbers on Switch. People are going to love that on Bingo. Switch. I hope so. Bingo. I, I hope they buy it. I hope Bingo. they, it's like, yeah. Bingo. You know, especially if you don't have an Xbox or a PC, like, like one of the things that I'm always like is like, yeah, like not everybody's as blessed as I am to have 
everything, everything at their fingertips, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. and I have a wife that's also like, we have a little budget, and it's you know, this is what we're gonna spend on gaming and stuff like that. And that's yeah. you know, and that's awesome, but not everybody gets to have that that privilege, and that's where I want Absolutely. more people to be like, oh, especially imagine like the thing this, and we need we need to wrap up, but the, the scenario I always kind of envision, which is kind of funny, is like imagine you meet a new friend, you're like, Hey, I made a new friend. Oh, turns out your playstation guy was an xbox guy oh man i get we can't play to get like oh like it just nowadays it's like no just just play because you because games offer that as a feature now what people are going to do is they're just going to return to the games that offer that as a feature so they don't have to deal with like a hey guys we all want to play the new call of duty i guess we all have to go buy an xbox no it's not a problem play whatever the heck you want you know well I, I i will say this right i will say this the only people who are against this idea, I mean, what Satya says goes. This guy is the owner of the company. What he ah, says is cool. he's he's been on record saying that that he delegates to Phil though when it comes to Xbox. Now, okay, so now we're just using semantics because <laughs> Satya is the one that tasks out. Right now, he's sure. giving interviews. He, he's he's on a world tour on all these interviews, saying PlayStation and Nintendo. He's saying names. He's not, we don't have to interpret. He's saying this is what's going right. on. And we have him in 8K on multiple interviews. So I'm just taking him at his word. He, this guy could be out there lying. Yeah, sure, he could, but I don't think he is, right? Um, so think about it. The amount of money that they're going to make by putting your games on PlayStation and Nintendo. Now, in the Twitter sphere, we say, ah, we don't care for CFDs. We don't care for those games. Those games are trash. That, that's what we do, right? But clearly, there's going to be a large block yeah. of people who do mm-hmm. and they're not on Twitter and they're not on YouTube. They're not content creators and they don't care. They just want to play games that's yeah. on their platform. Oh, I've now, seen this game. I, I, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. The Xbox hardware fanboy, right? The people who are holding the line, my brothers, right? My Xbox brother, <laughs> they are fighting because they don't want to admit that the console war has been over, right? Yeah. They don't want to admit they still yeah, have Phil this Spencer vision. Says it's over. Phil Spencer said it's yeah. over. Everybody, I mean, we know it's over, right? We see MPD every month. We see the world sales over in mm-hmm. Europe every month. We we know it's been over, right? It's like three to one going on four to one now. Um, but they refuse to concede. And, and so they're hoping that by the Activision Blizzard deal being purchased, that Satya and Phil would reverse course and just focus on the hardware and just put the games exclusively. And that's going to bring in a bunch of people. But Phil said, it's not. He said Starfield can be a 11 out of 10. It mm-hmm. won't change. Nobody's going to sell their PS5. But, Nobody's gonna put, but, but if we're talking about words, and this is the final thing I'll say on it, and right. if y'all want to, if y'all want to wrap up, go for yeah, it. Yeah, this would be a good way to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, it, if we're talking about listening to words out of their own mouths and taking them at face value, like I said, mm-hmm. Satya has said, "Yes, I'm the head of the company," but when it comes to Xbox gaming, Phil is the guy. I delegate to him. He said that in court. Uh, they kind of pushed him on it, and he was like, all right, yes, the buck stops with me, but really Phil's the decision maker. I, I delegate to him. I trust him. And then you, knowing that Satya trusts Phil to run the Xbox division, what Phil has said is we're going to evaluate on a case-by-case basis whether a game should be multi-platform or whether we're going to keep it exclusive. And yes, some to a lot of the IP that we hold we're going to keep exclusive because that's part of our commitment to Xbox gamers is you are in our ecosystem. You went out and bought our costume, our costume, our console. And so we are going to sort of give you a return on that investment. So it's important for us to legitimize and justify the value that is Xbox 
the Xbox ecosystem if that's where you're engaging with your games. And so games like Starfield, games like Indiana Jones that aren't a sea of thieves, that aren't a hi-fi rush, I think that Xbox, and particularly Phil, because he's told us as much, Elder Scrolls Six is another example, Phil is going to keep those locked down. We're not going to see those on Nintendo and PlayStation. And anybody who says otherwise is just is just taking something that's that they're saying about a wide swath of other IP that yes, it benefits them to put on a bunch of platforms. They've told us directly Can what they're something? gonna do with those very specific IP that are in Bethesda and in and, and the, the machine games, the tent pole franchises that they want to have under their umbrella. I, I don't see them letting those go. And they told us that they're not gonna let those go when it when it benefits them to keep them under Xbox. Here's here's the thing. This last thing I want to say is there's this need to have faith on the Phil Spencer, every single word and details of how he say things. And I don't really do that. Right. I don't really care. I look at exactly what a person's doing and what a company's doing, not harping on the words, because if we harp on the words, I have a laundry list of stuff that I post on Twitter all the time of what Phil Spencer said and what he's done and how he's retracted and did all this stuff, right? It's business. And Phil Spencer is that PR piece in that connection between gamers and the corporate side, which is Satya Nadella. Now, Satya Nadella, the CFO, Brad Smith, those guys are the corporate guys. Those guys are the reason the company is making four trillion dollars some money yeah just ugh. right and it would be disingenuous disingenuous of me as a gamer to hamstring this company for my field my feels my feels when i see the numbers i see the numbers that no one's buying the hardware at the same pace as everybody else the percentages are down across the board when it comes to the games and all that stuff for xbox and i see them making can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, we can hear can you. you. Yeah, hear you're good. Yeah. You didn't, didn't cut out at all. all. I got a phone call. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know if you can hear me. But yeah, I think that we can't be selfish. We see where this is going. They're out to make money and they're going to mm -hmm. make boats loads of money by putting And it's not just picking the games that you really don't care about and holding the ones that you care about near and dear to your heart. At the end of the day, it's all going everywhere and they're going to make more money and they're going to be even more the world's richest company. And it doesn't matter. You just kind of have to open up to it. We'll they're see. Giving you, they gave you Game Pass where you're getting all your games day one, day and date. So that's for the hardcore gamer. That's for the Xbox gamer. That's their platform phone, in my view. Like, Listen, Game Pass is Xbox. Xbox no longer exists. It's about Game Pass. Phil has said that multiple times, even with their marketing material. It's Game Pass. You rarely ever see Xbox even mentioned anymore. Well, we can when we can play Starfield on PlayStation. Perhaps I'll I'll start. Okay. I hope so. I, I really and that's what I advocated for yeah. back back when it was launching. Everybody was like, yeah. was like, no, I want Starfield to come. It, it was to, uh, it was the, the I think that'd be great. actually being yeah. It was listen. You got Jeff Grubb. You got um, all of these other guys coming out. You know, you even have Cole Eastwood coming out saying, "Yeah, I've heard this and this, and I knew this." All these people were sitting on this information from last year, Jess Corden. knowing this. Jess Corden. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, when 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 the guys of the guys in Xbox are saying it, dude, yeah. listen, we'll see. 
you know, forget me, right? I'm just a fanboy. But when those guys, when you got Cole saying it, come on, man, come on, man. I'll I'll wrap up with this kind of as a final thought is that I don't think Xbox has any exclusives. They publish everything on PC. Like the minute that happened, then you're like, basically, it it is an exclusive. It's excluding. It's just excluding. And so they publish in all these different locations. Now, do I think it's going to happen like that? Probably not. And honestly, I'd be perfectly fine. Because as a developer, a lot of people get frustrated. They're like, it takes more work to put it on every platform. Yes, it does. I'd be perfectly fine if we ended up, they were ended up being just some kind of standard time exclusive. Is it two years? Is it th- like, what's the fall off to where you're like, yep, that that value over here, we're going to go ahead and also put it over here. Uh, and that's that's what I hope for for the future. But ultimately, time will tell. And I'm very curious to see what PlayStation does because they're starting to say PC, mobile, cloud. Like, to the point where I think that will be interesting for, for, for us to see. They're testing out the PS5 in the cloud. I'm very excited about that. That's why I was asking Jay. I, I messaged him about the, the portal, and I was like, hey, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I liked how it has the controller over the, the uh, Logitech G Cloud, which is what I yeah. use currently. But I was like, does it support GeForce now? And the answer was no. And I was like, oh, that would like, if it did, that would be like, I'm ordering that now so I can just have it hooked on my PlayStation. And I can do my GeForce now because it's got the Sony screen and the PlayStation controller. Perfect. But alas, we're not there yet. So yeah. more flexibility, I think, is going to be where people are just where, where people's dollars are going to be. Because I, the thing I think about, the thing I always kind of wonder from ga- a gamer's perspective, I saw a lot of frustration moving into this generation. Like it didn't have the big enough leap. We didn't see network infrastructure and, and, and friends list and everything just improved to where you're like, oh my gosh, the only thing that we really felt was loading times. And the next generation, like how do you get people to buy in? And like, how do you make it so that it is such a leap that people are like, this just feels like it's the, like the, the, the lines of generations have started to blur. And it took three years before we actually started seeing you know, like the, you know, Final Fantasy yeah. 16, PS yeah, PS5 yeah. now forward. It's like, okay, you know, so how do you how do you get those early adopters next time when everything is cross cross generation and the the technical jump isn't, you know, it is a night and day profound. like it used to be. Yeah, it yeah. is not night and day like it used to be. And the developers are going to focus on those multi platform games, those services games that bring in the money the fortnites are going to be there the apex legends how do you how, how, it's look we still got 2k we still got all these games are still making cross-gen games and until they stop they're not going to focus on next gen only yeah so we're not going to see those gaps those those big leaps all right well guys jay thank you so much for tuning in guys be sure to check the link in uh, the links in the description for all jay's content kirk as well he'll be tagged on uh, you can go check out what's new video games for all his reviews especially check out his tech and review type type in tech and eight review on youtube and it'll come up that's the yeah. best way to every find my channel right now your, well every uh, that's why i was like i i keep going like man every time i have to type you in your channel youtube has no concept of it yes it's, type it's in like, tech oh, type in game. tech and eight review if you type in yeah. tech and eight review right now it's going to come up it's going to be a, a nina williams pick with a little bit of boobies uh you'll see it 10 out of 10, <laughs> 10, yeah, out of 10 t- baby. check that out and everybody go play like a dragon on game pass experience what that uh that franchise is all about if you have a game pass subscription for free instead of having to pay 70 bucks for the new game you can see what what uh what's so fun about that that's all about thanks guys for the likes be sure if you're interested in the audio version of this podcast check the top link Let's in the give description. j-dub one more one more plug for his away jay and we'll we'll cut to the uh, music 
Listen, it, it's been a great show. Um, it's, it's, it's been great. Thank you again for the uh, for the invite. And uh, I had a great time. You guys can find me on Twitter at JWCity16. I'm trying to keep you guys laughing with the gifs and the memes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you guys. And we'll see you guys next uh, here in two weeks. We do this every two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Radio. Radio.